I'm Catherine Lanfer, and you're listening to America Abroad. Jews and Christians aren't the only minorities in the Middle East. There are Baha'i, Zoroastrians, and Druze. Other groups hold religious views which some Muslims reject as heresy. One such group is the Alawites, who are found in Turkey, Lebanon, and in Syria. In fact, you've probably heard the term Alawite or Alawi in reference to Syria's president, Bashar al-Assad. To get a clearer picture of the Alawis and their place in Syrian society, we'll talk to Jocelyn Cesari, director of the Islam in the West program at the Center for Middle Eastern Studies at Harvard University. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Yes, I'm happy to be here. Let's start with the basics. If the major divide in Islam is between Sunni and Shia, where exactly do the Alawites fit? They fit on the Shia branch or subgroups. And it's true that Sunni and Shia is a major difference in terms of theology and practice. But within the Shia world, especially, you have lots of other subgroups and divisions. You have the Twelvers, which is the group that you know in Iran or in Iraq. And you have other groups. So you see, we are here on a very complex, diverse kind of religious world. And the Alawi Tani group within this Shia world, I would say, they have borrowed some parts of their theology and rituals from Christianity. They are also secretive and they are not very proselytizing group. You cannot become an Alawi, you know, you're born Alawi. For people first encountering them, the fact that they incorporate tenets of other faiths, such as celebrating Christmas, what else do we know about their belief structure? I think they have a lot of specificities that make them apart, even from this Sunni-Shia big dichotomy that we're talking about. And again, they are secretive. It's not an easy way to know about them because they tend to function or operate as a secret group. In terms of, of how they worship or how they uh, practice their religion. Talk for a minute about the history of oppression that they had as a minority. Under the Ottoman Empire, uh, minorities were not automatically oppressed. Actually, quite the contrary, despite the vision. The Ottoman Empire was a very multicultural, multi-religious political entity. There were big differences in terms of rights and privileges if you were a Muslim or not, and especially if you were a Sunni Muslim and not a Shia Muslim. For the Alawi, because there were specific Shia groups, they faced indeed much more resistance or discrimination because they were also not quite legitimate for Sunni population as well. But otherwise, I would not portray the whole system of religious minorities before the nation state as a place dangerous for minorities. We tend to forget that, but I, I want to make this also very clear. It was my understanding that there was discrimination for the Alawis before the current nation state that we have is Syria, that in fact um, they weren't even allowed to say testify in court, that they were held in very, very low esteem. Yes, they were held in very low esteem because, again, they were not considered as 
quote-unquote real Muslims. Some jobs or some uh, kind of work or some kind of social status could not be accessed by them. But it was true also for other minority groups, Christian groups, Jewish groups. How did we end up with such a sizable Alawi population in Turkey? Because it's part of the mobility of people. Don't think of Turkey as you see today. Think of the Ottoman Empire. There was no boundaries there. At the time, the logic of mobility and identity were religious, linguistic, or ethnic. And in this sense, you know, the group expanded in different directions. And then the nation state came and there was some kind of boundaries and limits put on the groups. We had a group that was covering different provinces or different territories according to their own cultural expansion, but it, it didn't fit or meet the boundary of the nation state that were imposed by the colonial powers. If they are such a minority, um, how is it that they have such a stronghold on power? They have a stronghold on power because of the legacy of the French presence in the region. The French faced a huge resistance from the Sunni. They were building alliances with other groups, including the Alawi. And that's how they became so important in all the military apparatus. And it became solidified or established with the creation of the Syrian nation state. So how have they kept the power, though? They kept the power with different ways. First, they were clever enough not to create, I would say, a sort of Alawi state, they consider Sunni Islam as a religion of the state and the majority. It has been central in the way that allegiances and loyalties were built in some part of the administration, especially the military. I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Jocelyn Cesari, director of the Islam in the West program at the Center for Middle Eastern Studies at Harvard University. I'm Katherine Lanfer, and you're listening to Religious Minorities in the Middle East on America Abroad. Check out our website, americaabroad.org, to see a photo essay featuring Egyptian Christians.